All right, now. I don't want them to gain another point. You pick the over all night. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'll take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they picked against a double-digit spread. It's Remember the Podcasters. Let's get this thing rolling. Justin, it's week three of the NFL season. How are you feeling about the NFL, Justin? I'm feeling pretty good. The Rams are the Rams looking like the best team in football. They couldn't let the Cardinals get over the uh, 50-yard line really last week, so I'm feeling pretty great. Well, I'm glad you're feeling good. Your team is going in the complete opposite direction of my team, the Lions, who yet again broke my heart um, against the 49ers. Uh, I thought I had a pick six there, and then I got called back for a very controversial holding call. I mean, the Lions, it's always something with the Lions, and they always find new ways to lose, and that's kind of their identity in a lot of ways that they have yet to shake. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the NFL was really fun um, in week two. Well, besides the fact that the Bills still stink, they had a guy that left at halftime. Vontae Davis retired at halftime. Their starting quarterback mm. got dressed in street clothes and walked out the stadium. Um, Justin, I don't remember this happening before in the NFL. Yeah, I can't remember anything happening <laughs> either. And it was just uh, it was just wild. And, like, all Twitter was going crazy. And it was it was pretty nuts. And it seemed like it seemed like he kind of had it planned out. Like, if uh, – because he had, it like, a statement ready to go pretty much, like, shortly afterwards. And it seemed like he had been thinking about it for a while. So, I, I don't think it was, like, a spur-of-the-month decision. But maybe it was just, like, that first half was so bad that he was, like, I'm just going to call a little bit early here. <laughs> I mean, you combine that first game, which was just abysmal, combined with this first half against the Chargers, which is almost just as bad, with maybe a little bit more Josh Allen, maybe slightly watchable. But um, it's understandable why he wants to retire. This team is absolutely horrendous, but it is still – I mean, it now it makes the Bills a real laughing uh, – a laughing stock of the league. And – I mean, this this is all the makings of one and fifteen, zero oh, and sixteen. Just the way everything's falling for the Bills. It won't be another. It won't be. It won't be another uh, close game for them this week either, as they go to the the Vikings too. We'll talk. To, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. It's my second one listed on the docket here. We'll get to. Um, Justin, another tie this week. You took a bet that there would not be another tie this season. And literally, it happened this week as well. Another tie. Three missed field goals by the Vikings kicker and three missed field goals by the Browns kicker cost both those teams the games. Well, let's first go about the tie. How do you feel about losing your bet on the tie already? I just – it just feels unbelievable. Like, two teams that good can't, like, um, miss. Like, two teams that good can't find a way to score a single point on each other in halftime. And – uh the Vikings missing a 35-yard field goal, which ultimately ended uh, ended that kicker's job, ended that kicker's time with uh, with the Vikings. Um, it's just really disheartening to see. I thought I was going to be able to pull it out, at least for, like, make it a month. 
Oh yeah, and they end up signing Dan Bailey, am right? Yes. So Dan yeah. Bailey going to the Vikings, who was inexplicably off several different rosters. Um, I don't understand it. He's an over eighty percent lifetime kicker. I mean, he doesn't have the like the leg necessarily to make like you know a sixty yarder at the end of a game, but he'll make those forty to forty five yarders, uh, forty to fifty, but pretty consistently. Yes, definitely. He um he is uh he's like the second most accurate kicker in NFL history, and I think it'll I think they could end the uh. The Vikings um, kicking curse. We'll see. The Vikings have been very cursed um, the past few years. Um, but in that game, Justin, did you see the Clay Matthews roughing the passer call? I did. It was um, it was completely ridiculous. What it's is he... horrible. It's it's terrible. What else is he literally supposed to do? Like. In order to take down a football player, you're supposed to use all of your body weight to take down another very heavy football player. So how you how you not expect to fall on them after you take them down? So it's kind of crazy. Like it just, it's just it's insane. It's insane. That's a football play. That is a football play. A linebacker blitzing as the quarterback is throwing hits him in the midsection and drives him into the ground. But I wouldn't say he throws a weight. He was just playing football. That's how you tackle. You put your weight down on somebody to bring him to the ground. It is absolutely ridiculous. And even worse, it's it, – it, I mean, I'm, I'm just lost words right now for, about this, but the NFL is doubling down. Did you see this? The NFL is doubling down on that call and sending that as a review to – Every player in the league, they're going to send a video describing how that is a penalty, and they're not going to they're not going to bring it back. They are not going to take uh, any crap from anybody about that call. And I, and it just doesn't make any sense. This is football. This is the National Football League, and a call like that is taking away what the game of football is all about. Totally, and I yeah. really, really hope it doesn't become a precedent going forward. I really, really, it's kind of scary. I, I hope not either. Hope I hope not either. And I think that maybe because it's like the, still it's still the beginning of the season, and maybe by week eight to ten that they will be uh, that they will be settled down. But uh, these games are sometimes uh, the seasons are sometimes lost in September because of these calls, and uh, and a lot of the teams uh, this past week certainly. Certainly felt that. Incredible stuff. Absolutely incredible. Well, week two is fun, and we'll touch about it, touch on it a little more um, as we get into these lines. Justin, are you ready? Yep, I'm ready to go. Okay, so everybody, a recap from last week. I was eight and six on my picks, and Justin was seven and seven. So we're going to keep a running total of yes, but week one goes to me. But Justin, you got um, plenty of time to make up for it, just like the Lions do. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and just to remind everybody, Justin and me have four choices. We can pick the over, the under, or either the or either the side of the spread. So we have one of four choices. And if we hit on them, we consider that a win. If we hit on one of the four choices that we make, or if we lose, it's considered a loss. Um. I hit on both my unders last week, by the way, Justin, so I'm proud of myself. The Saints and Browns. Oh, nice. And 
Let me see what the other one was. Um, Raiders Broncos. So I hit on both my unders, and I'm proud of myself because I don't usually take the under too much. Um, but we and we both hit on the Lions over. You love the Lions overs, and we'll get to I them do. a little bit later. Um, okay, so Thursday night football in Cleveland. Justin, newsflash. The Browns are favored at home by three points. The over-under here is 39 and a half. Um, you got Sam Darnold against, I wish, Baker Mayfield, but Terod Taylor. Um, the Browns missing three field goals. Um, they should have beat the Saints on the road. That's The Browns have shown a lot of good play against the Steelers and the Saints, two playoff teams from last year. They should have won both games. Instead, they're 0-1-1. Justin, I like the Browns here to get this win and to win by seven over the Jets. I like I like the Browns too. Um, Sam Darnold came out last week and looked. He struggled at home in in the home opener against the Dolphins. The Dolphins looked ready for him, and he knew he was going to come back to being a regular rookie quarterback after that amazing Week One performance. And I think that the Browns' defense is really really good, and they will they will. Sh- they, they will uh, disrupt and shook and uh, and make Sam Darnold shook out there, and he will. Uh, and I think the Browns defense will carry them to this victory. Uh, minus three. I'm. I was kind of kind of thinking about the under two, but it's just it's just too close to call, and I'm more confident in the in the Browns line minus three. Yeah, thirty nine and a half on a Thursday night game. Uh, I mean that that's pretty tough. Just because you never know. These Thursday night games are either 10 to 3 or they're like 35 to 30. So they go anywhere, even with offenses as uh, kind of decrepit as the Jets and the Browns, who are not any nothing great. Um, so we both like the Browns on Thursday night football. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy as a favorite. Well, now we're going to go to the biggest favorite that I've seen in a while. And that is the Bills at Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings, Justin, minus 17. 17 point favorites over under 41. Um, do the Bills score a point in this game? I think I think they do. I think it'll be very similar to uh, what the Ravens did week one against the, against the Bills. The Vikings have a, have a good offense, and they'll be able to, uh, to throw the ball over the place, and they'll be able to run it too. Even though their offensive line isn't too great, and I actually, I actually like the over because I think this uh, this game is going to be eerily similar to the Ravens Bills game, and I took the under in that game, and the over under is only 41, and I think the Vikings have enough points to score, and uh, the Bills can Bills can get like a field goal or something, they can buck into some points maybe, but uh, I think this will be I think this will be an over. All right, well, Justin. I think the Bills' offense is so bad um, against the Vikings' vaunted defense in Minnesota. And I think the Bills' defense is just good enough. Just, I mean, I'm talking about barely just good enough. Um, I'm, I like the under here. I, I In Minnesota, I see a score of like 34 to nothing, very similar to what we saw against the Rams. I don't think the Bills get a touchdown in this one. If anything, it's like 34 to 6, 31 to 6, something like that. Where the, mm-hmm. the second half, the ball is just pretty much 
the clock has just run out and the bills are just like, let's get, let's get back home. We don't like Minnesota. Uh, I'm Josh Allen. I did. I did like though. They uh, used his mobility a lot last week, but he might be dead by the end of this season. The amount of mm-hmm. rushes they used him. Mm-hmm. Um, the bills offensive line is terrible. It's garbage. The Vikings, the Vikings offensive line is nothing to sneeze at. But the defensive line is legit with Everson Griffin coming off the edge. And we saw that against the Packers a little bit. But the the Brills don't have the quick throwing acumen of an Aaron Rodgers. So I like the under 41. Um, just, a little, just a little tidbit, Zach. The Bills have gone the Bills have gone over in the two games this year. Not because <laughs> their offense has done any favors, but because the Ravens have dunked all over them and the Chargers too have dunked all over them. So they've, they've hit their overs in the low 40s or late 30s twice this year already. So there's pressing a little bit. Yeah, I know. I mean, 41 is pretty low, but I really don't like the Bills offense against the Vikings defense, and that's why I'm sticking with this. Mm-hmm. All right, next game, Packers at Redskins. The Redskins, three-point underdogs at home, over under 45 and a half. Justin, the Redskins disappointed me last week. I thought they would cover against the Colts, and their offense put up a stinker against, quite honestly, not a very good Colts defense. A Colts defense that can't really generate too much of a pass rush, but did last week. Um, I'm going to let you pick first. I, I, let, let me hear your reasoning behind your pick. I think the, pa- the Packers offense is really good, even with Aaron, Aaron Rodgers hobbling around back there. And uh, their defense is just good enough to stop the Redskins. And the Redskins last week, they had one of their worst home opening attendances, attendance numbers in a while. They had, I think it was around, I think it was in the 50,000s. And that's not, that's not, that's not good for a team. That stadium can hold a hundred thousand, I believe. Yeah. So a not full, a not very enthusiastic fan base didn't really pump up the, pump up the team in the home opener. And, uh, and the offense didn't really show anything against the Colts, Colts defense who, uh, who is who? Uh, who do look uh, who do look bend but not breakable in that sort of mold, and uh, and I think that the the pet, the Redskins will be facing a better quarterback in Aaron Rodgers than Andrew Luck last week with better receivers and overall better offense, and I think that the Packers can cover pretty easily minus three. I might actually actually want to throw them in a tease, but we can talk about that. Oh, and we should mention that, Justin. Last week, our teaser hit. Yeah. That we talked about. I believe we had the Saints. Um, we had the Chargers. And, and the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs. We had the Chiefs. We put them in a seven-point teaser. And the, the Chargers and the Chiefs would have hit it no matter what. But this is why I do a teaser, Justin. The Saints, mm. with the teasers, tease seven points down, covered. So that was... <laughs> Thank you, Browns kicker. Thank you. So, so far on our bet teaser of the week, we're 1-0. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to look to be 2-0. But when we get through all the games, we can discuss that because I have one in mind. But I can – I'll hear your opinion about it as well at the end. Um, I will agree with you about the Packers. I was leaning possibly over because I don't think this Packers defense is necessarily anything special. 
Um, their nose tackle Perry got hurt, and I don't know if he'll be available for this game. And he is definitely their biggest run stuffer. And the Redskins' run offense needs to work for this offense to work because Alex Smith is not going to beat you throwing 50 passes. But I'm going to agree with you. I think the Packers' offense is good enough against this Redskins' defense to cover the three-point spread. So both of you and me are agreeing on the Packers. And now we'll move on to the 2-0 Broncos at the 1-1 Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are five-point favorites at home, over under 43-and-a-half. Justin, I think this Broncos team is actually pretty decent, and giving the Ravens five points after the performance they put up against the Bengals, I the Ravens are a good home team. There's no doubt about that. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know I've read historically they're very good at home. But the Broncos are playing some very good football. At the Marys Thomas actually hauls in some passes, and the Broncos are able to control the run game like they have been doing with Lindsey and Freeman. I think the Broncos either can cover or possibly win this game. I I at least like them losing by three, and the line is five. So I'm going to go Broncos. I'm going to have to disagree, Zach. I'm going to have to go Ravens minus five. Um, the Ravens, Why is that? The Ravens play awesome at home. They, uh, their defense is is, uh, is decently solid, and uh, I think that they and Case Keenum did not have a great did not have a great week last week. He, even at home, he played he played pretty mediocre against the uh, Oakland defense that uh, that is okay, and uh, he was he only he didn't do much. He didn't make a lot of plays. He was uh, he threw for 220 yards and uh, an interception. And so um, I don't think that like I don't think that the uh, the Broncos offense will travel very well. And I think that the Ravens will be a little bit. They play way better at home, like I said before. And I think Joe Flacco will be ready. To, I don't think he'll throw it 50. I don't think he'll throw it 55 times like he did the last week. They'll be able to control the ball a little bit more because they'll want to control the line of scrimmage. And can keep those pass rushers off uh, off Joe Joe Flacco. So I think they'll focus on the run game a little bit more, and I think that the Ravens will pull it up by a touchdown. I still think this Broncos defense is really good, and Joe Flacco is still Joe Flacco. Um, the way he was last week is more what I envisioned. People need to throw Week One out of their heads. I think that is part of the reason why this line is like this because of the way they performed in Week One. That was against the Bills. We've seen what the Bills are about. They are not good. Throw that one out. I think more of what we saw last week is what we'll see with the Ravens this year. And that's why I like the Broncos. But we can move on for now. But we are disagreeing on the Broncos at Ravens. Colts at Philadelphia. Carson Wentz is back. Justin, how excited are you to have him back in the field? It'll be pretty good. He's uh, It'll be pretty fun. He's uh, he's an awesome quarterback. I'll just be, I'm just wondering to see how much he can move around and how he'll be able to take uh take getting hit a few times. I don't know if those like the refs will protect will protect him. But um what I want to see him how he gets hit and how he reacts to that uh to that um to that torn ACL because he only t- he tore it a month after uh a month after um Deshaun Watson did so it'll be interesting to see how fast he comes back considering it's only been nine months. I mean that's that's like uh the normal amount of time it is to recover from an ACL now. And I feel like they're being very cautious with the way they've approached him. 
and they're happy to be one and one right now going into the third game, especially the win over the Falcons. I don't think they thought they could get away with that necessarily. And Nick Foles has played terrible the first two games, like very bad, more than the Nick Foles we envisioned. Um, not Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles by any means. So the Eagles are six and a half point favorites at home, Dustin, against the mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts. And I still, the Colts showed a lot more last week than I mm-hmm. expected them to, especially Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck like he, looks like he is slowly getting back to his mm-hmm. like superior form that he showed before his injuries. Mm-hmm. Six and a half. I think the Eagles are good enough at home to win by seven here. So I'm going to take the Eagles. I, I kind and of the over like under. The, sorry, the over under is 47 and a half. I forgot to mention. I like the over here because I think the Eagles' offense will be able to get moving again with the with the great quarterback, and uh, the Eagles' defense looked a little bit on their heels against the uh, against the Bucks last week in Fitzmagic. And I think that the Colts can push the ball down the field, especially with Andrew Luck slowly getting back into form. And uh, and I think they can throw the ball a little bit, and they can easily put up at least 20 points. And I think the I think the Eagles will have to really compete uh, to win. So I, I can see the I can see the over hitting 48, the total hitting 48. Okay, uh, I think the Eagles' defense is good enough to keep the Colts under 48, but that that but. I'm not super confident about it because I know the Eagles have some injuries. So that's why I was staying away from the over-under. We can move on, but I do. We'll come back to that one at the end for me. <laughs> a little um, sneak preview. Before we move on, Zach, I just want to remind everybody that these lines are as of uh, are as of Tuesday, September 18th. So oh, yes. Move. I should have mentioned that in the beginning. So good call. Good call. 11 p.m. on September 18th. <laughs> 11 p.m. Central. Um, let's move on to a very fascinating game. 49ers at Chiefs. I'm in Kansas City. The Chiefs are seven-point favorites, but even more fascinating is the over-under, Dustin. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes coming off a six-touchdown performance after throwing four in his first game. So 10, touch- 10 touchdowns, no interceptions. The over-under here is 56-and-a-half. It rarely gets this high in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I think that number is just an overreaction the last week against a very bad Steelers defense. Not that the 49ers defense is anything great, because the Lions and 49ers just combined for 57 points. But I like the under here. I think that number is just too high. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little high. But um, that Chiefs defense isn't too great, and I think Jamie Garoppolo can, even though they're lacking kind of playmakers, I think they can throw the ball a bit. They'll they'll score at least twenty, I think. And uh, the Chiefs, um, I I kind of like their line uh, minus seven because um because it's gonna be their home opener. They played two road games and they both won, both won both won both of them, both in Los Angeles and Pittsburgh. And I think that Chiefs home crowd is gonna be so like crazy and amped up they're always crazy i know i think they'll be i think they'll be feeling the mahomes mahomes fever especially doubly so and i think that 
the Chiefs will get off to an awesome. I think the Chiefs will get to off to an awesome start, and they'll be able to run the ball on, with a Kareem Hunt and shorten the game a bit and keep Jimmy G off the field. And I think it could be they can win by ten. Definitely. So if the game happens as you described, I definitely see an under. If they can get a running game going against the 49ers, I believe that will trend towards the under. The Chiefs being able to establish a running game. A running game has been establishable against this 49ers defense. So I think it is conceivable that just based on the time ticking down from a good solid run game, the under hits and that's another reason why i like the under also just because i believe that is just so high i i i see that coming down maybe a point and a half to 55 to maybe even 54 and a half by the kickoff but perhaps not because usually the money trends towards the over (laughs) so Mm -hmm. in most games i believe the over um is bet on so we can move on to This one's kind of ugly, Justin. You ready? The Giants at Houston Texans. The Texans are six-point favorites. The over-under here is 42. The Giants look terrible on Sunday Night Football. Um, the, the Cowboys didn't look great either, but the Giants' offense. Saquon Barkley, 14 catches out of the backfield for 80 yards. The... the Cowboys defense was just giving giving him three yards at a time, but that that is just not right. Fourteen catches or eighty yards, you gotta have more than that. But I'm not putting that on Saquon Barkley. I'm putting that on this offense and kind of beeline Manning. The fact that he can't get it to his top wide receivers, Odell and Evan Ingram. I mean, how do how do you feel about the Giants? I I actually it's funny I say all that about the Giants. And yet I'm picking them to cover in this game plus six mm-hmm. because of what I saw out of the Texans. I think mm-hmm. the Giants defense is good enough to keep Watson in the pocket and uh, limit those deep throws that he loved so much and thrived on last year and for mm-hmm. a small portion of the Titans game. So I'm actually going to go Giants plus six despite everything I just said because of the way I, the Texans performed against what I thought is not a very good Titans team. Mm-hmm. I think I, I'm going to have to disagree, Zach. I'm going to have to go Titans minus six. Or, uh, sorry, Texans minus six. And um, because wow. the, Gi- the Giants offense isn't very good, and no. the, Texans, the Texans, are, um, Texans will play better at home, I think. That offensive line will play a little bit better at home. And I think, I think um, Deshaun Watson will feel comfort more. He's feeling more comfortable every week with his injury healing up. And I think this will be a week where it, uh, where it takes over, where he takes that next level and he completes more passes down the down the field, especially to DeAndre Hopkins. So he'll be he'll be open, I'm sure. And um, I think they have just enough offense one by touchdown. So I'm going to pick the Texans. All right, I mean that's fair, and I I went back and forth on it a lot. And DeAndre Hopkins is a difference maker, and Will Fuller actually had a really nice catch in uh, the game against the Titans last week. He is always a threat. DeAndre Hopkins definitely is a threat and possibly the best receiver in the NFL. But the, the Giants just got to score a little more. They can't be this bad with Pat Shermer as the head coach, and that's my opinion about that. But Eli Manning has got to step it up soon. Otherwise, the Giants fans are going to really get on the Giants for not drafting a quarterback this year. 
Uh, even though Saquon Barkley does look really good. He looks very good. He makes the first tackler mm-hmm. miss almost every single time. He is as build. He has big play potential anytime he touched the ball. But you got to open other other parts of the offense to give him those opportunities. Otherwise, teams like the Cowboys are going to make sure there's two guys on him at all time because you know the ball is going to him. But we can move on. Mm-hmm. And my Super Bowl pick, the Falcons at home against the Saints. The over-under here is 53, and the Falcons are three-point favorites. Justin, the Falcons covered a six-point spread against the Panthers last week at home. The Pan- the Falcons play really good at home, and that's why I love this line of minus three for them. So I'm, I'm all about the Falcons here. I'm all about the Falcons, too. They play they play way better at home, and uh, Matt Ryan plays better at home under that dome. And um, So much better. He's a new man. Yeah, and I don't think the Saints will travel very well in a, in a different in a different dome. I don't think that defense will hold up as well on the road, and I think they'll be exposed by uh, by hopefully a more explosive Falcons offense than has than has been. In, um, and I and um, the Saints, I think it'll be a, it'll be a little bit tight, close in the first half, and then I think the Falcons will pull away in the in like the the mid to late third quarter and. He'll keep it around like 10 points for the rest of the game. And the Saints have not looked that great, Justin, which makes me even more confident about this pick. I think the Falcons have looked more consistent despite mm-hmm. their the fact that they put up a clunker on the opener against the Eagles. But they were in the red zone a ton. So it's not like they weren't moving the ball. They just couldn't finish a drive. But at home, I like their chances to finish that drive. And Tevin Coleman looked really good too. Devontae Freeman is out with injury still. But talk about a great running backup running back to have. And don't yeah. forget, Tevin Coleman is a free agent after this year. So this is a great opportunity for him to make his money by getting the look as a lead back. Definitely. Yeah, I think I think the Falcons are going to be more motivated. And, uh, and I think they're really hungry to win in the division this year. And um, I think they will uh, – I, I think they'll win by at least – by at least a touchdown. Okay. Bengals at Panthers. Over under 43 and a half. The Panthers. Three point favorites. How are you seeing this one, Justin, going? I like the Bengals. They are playing very, very well. And they are they're um they know what they are. And even though Joe Mixon got hurt and he's gonna be out a couple weeks, I think Giovanni Bernard can Play that Joe Mixon role to uh, to pretty competent level while while they're away. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> while he's away, and I think that uh, Andy Dalton has played has played him incredible since he got a uh, since he got Bill Lazor as as his um as his coordinator last year, and the defense is playing well, and I think they can um they can shake uh, the the Panthers who are still kind of like feeling as a team and just as a community feeling the the rep the the rest of the tremors of the hurricane. So I think that will, I think that will be a little bit, still be a, still be a lingering factor. And I think that the, um, I think that the Bengals will be more focused because they feel like this is their, they feel like this is their year. This is their time to take the division with the, with the Steelers struggling. And um, I think they're, I think they're going to be ready to go. Okay. And that's fair. The Bengals have looked very good the first two weeks, but I, 
also think this line is a little bit of an overreaction as well. I thought the Panthers would be about four and a half here. And the fact that they're at three makes me really want to take them. The Panthers are still a very good team. They lost to a good Falcons team on the road. And it was a close, tight game the whole way. They scored just enough points against a good Cowboys defense. This Panthers defense is still very, very good. And I, I think there's a little bit of an overreaction to the way the Bengals have played. The Colts, the jury is still out on them. They came back again. But that was not a good defense. But the Ravens have a little better defense. But that was a Thursday night game. And those Thursday night games, you just never know. So I like to toss those ones out, especially this early in the season. And that's why I like the Panthers as three-point favorites here. Um, 43 and a half over under doesn't really entice me. I think I like the over. But the way the Panthers and Bengals defenses have been playing, it could be low scoring. So that's kind of a stay away from me. And that's why I'm going Panthers, Justin. So we're, we're disagreeing on a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> so far, but that's what kind of makes it fun. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, it'll def- we'll definitely have a fun we'll definitely have a fun score for next week. <laughs> okay, Raiders at the surprising two and O Dolphins. The Dolphins undefeated, three point favorites at home against the Raiders, and this one is also forty three and a half. The over under. Justin, the way the Dolphins have been playing and the way the Raiders have been playing. I think I like the Dolphins here, and I can't believe I'm saying it. I I like the Dolphins too. You know the Raiders are pretty close to winning. They had a they t- they had they took a they took a defeat from the jaws of victory. It seems last week, but I think that the Dolphins are playing very well right now. They're very they're they're very focused, and their defense is is playing pretty well. And Ryan Tannehill is a uh, is playing better than what a lot of people realize. And I think the Dolphins will be feeling it again at home, able to go up three three zero, have start have a three three zero start to the year, and I think that I think they'll get the job done at home. And Justin, I also want to take the Dolphins this week because I've been burned by them the last two weeks. Um, I thought the time. Yeah, I know that. They they are going to burn me a third time by losing this game somehow. But John Gruden starting zero and three, with a ten year hundred million dollar contract. It's still insane that they gave a coach 10 years, $100 million in the NFL, but they didn't want to pay Khalil Mack. It's mm-hmm. insane. And you got to start winning. Otherwise, heads are going to roll really fast in Oakland. And unfortunately, I think that is what we're going to see happen. Derek Carr still does not have any confidence from me. And the Dolphins defense is proving to be just good enough to get the job done. But like you said, Ryan Dan will play better than expected. Mm-hmm. So we both like and the if, Dolphins. And if they, uh, and if the Raiders lose and the Browns lose um, this week, they could be under a lot of pressure if the Browns are playing well and they're, they're coming to Oakland next week. And if the Browns win and the Raiders next week at, in, in Oakland, it could be a, it could be a disastrous 0-4 start for the Raiders that they never thought maybe coming at least a month ago. Oh my goodness! Losing to the Browns at home to go zero and four—that would not look good for that organization. So we we can move on to the next one. It's Titans at Jaguars. This one has no line right now, Justin. Um, I think they're waiting to see if Marcus Mariota is healthy. 
Um, the Jaguars lost their left tackle for the year, too. So that should be noted as well. Cam Robinson out for the year with a torn ACL, which just sucks. But mm-hmm. that is the case. Um, there is no line on this. I think if Mariota plays, I don't even know. There should be a line on this. Blaine Gabbard actually looked better to me than Mariota last week. I mean, it marginally better. Blaine Gabbard's been around for a while. We know what he's about. It's nothing special. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars, I would imagine, seven-point favorites at home, especially after that performance against the Patriots. What line would you be comfortable taking him at, the Jaguars? I would probably take him at minus six. I think that would be comfortable. Does the line get there, though? Um, I don't think so. I think it'll start at – it'll probably start at six and a half, I'm betting. If it's six and a half, I'm taking that. I want the, I think the Jaguars win this one by a touchdown. That's why I can see this going to seven, seven and a half. Especially at home, especially because it's in Florida. Um, mm-hmm. we, we can move on to the next game. Cowboys at Seattle. Seattle Seahawks, one-point favorites. The over-under here is 41 and a half. The Seahawks and Russell Wilson throwing a pick-six late against the Bears on Monday night. Uh, the Cowboys shutting down the Giants at home on Sunday night football. Justin, I like the Seahawks here due to the home crowd. Uh, the Seahawks always play really good at home. And these teams are so even. They're horrible on offense and half, halfway decent on defense. I actually think the Cowboys' defense is better. But the home factor makes me lean towards the Seahawks in this in what is essentially a pick game. I think the Cowboys defensive line is, is pretty good. And I think they'll have um, the uh, Russell Wilson run all over the place again, like he was last week a bit. And I think that um, the, uh, the Cowboys can slow down the game enough with, um, with the running game. You know, the offensive line is not terrible, but the Seahawks defensive line isn't too great either. I think that it'll be a very, it'll be a very short game in that the, the both teams will run the, run the clock down. And I think that the uh, I think the Cowboys can pull it out. Um, the surprise little upset at home, upset on the road. The Cowboys plus one. Okay. Um, I like the free I like the free money. If you want me take that just against me instead, I really like the Seahawks in that one. That's mm-hmm. one of my more favorite ones. Bears at Cardinals. Justin, who do you like in this one? The over under thirty seven and a half. Cardinals. Six and a half point underdogs at home. Um, I really like I really like the Bears. They uh, there's no way that the uh, Cardinals are going to score on this Bears defense. How they had a look the last couple weeks, especially that pass rush. And I think that uh, Mitch Trubisky and the the Bears offense will get enough going against the Cards Cards defense to uh, to win by at least a touchdown because they've looked miserable. And maybe if Sam Bradford plays bad enough, though, Josh Rosen will come in at like halftime and maybe they'll get him a little bit of spark. But he, they're basically throwing Josh Rosen into the fire against his Bears. Uh, yeah, contract. against Khalil Mack and Hicks. Um, hard pass yeah. if, that, if that's what you want your NFL debut being. I also like the Bears as well, Justin, and it hurts my heart to do that. But the, I don't understand this line. I really don't. 
the Bears look very good, and I feel like the money is going to be heavily on the Bears if, if it stays at six and a half. I'm surprised this this is definitely going to move to seven, possibly seven and a half. I see this ending up at seven, though, because because that Bears offense is still – they have a lot more talent, but Mitch Trubisky has got to step it up. He's a decent running quarterback. Like, he has some athleticism to move around and on an RPO, a run-pass option play. But he is still struggling when the play breaks down to get a good throw off. He's very good when he has to look at one guy and throw it immediately. Um, that's why I think he's been good, actually, inside the red zone, because there's quick decisions there to make. You just look at one guy and you throw it. There's not, like, a lot of looking around, like, looking at your third and fourth and fifth option on the field. But I do like the Bears to win mm-hmm. this by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. I'm going to say it's going to be – I'll give the Cardinals 13 points. So I'm going to go 23-13 Bears, and and that's why I'm going to go with the Bears. Oh, wow, you're generous, six. So the Cardinals are going to double their point total so far <laughs> this year. They've only scored six, and now they're going to score Oh, 13. my God, they've been so bad on offense, so bad, and it's sad. It's really sad. I thought Sam Bradford would be decent for that offense. He's the check down king, mm. but, man, it is bad in Arizona. Steve Wilkes, your defense better step up, man, against this Trubisky-led Bears offense. All you got to do is shut down the Bears' run game. If you shut down the Bears' run game, it becomes very interesting putting the ball in Trubisky's hand. But the Bears' run game has been good enough where the play action is very effective or effective enough to win games. Justin, my boys, the Lions, Sunday night football, Matt Patricia against his old boss, Bill Belichick. The Lions, seven-point underdogs. The over-under, 52. There is no faith in either defense going into this game with an over-under like that. Justin, Mm -hmm. I love my Lions at plus seven. I'm going to take their money line. I actually... I think the Patriots are not as good as people think. And the the Dolphins can make a run at this division. These, these are bold statements to make. I know. I know. Trust me. I know what I'm, I know what I'm saying here. First of all, I like – and keep in mind, listeners, that I am biased towards the Lions. But I really like the steps they made last week in a loss to the 49ers. This is Patricia's third game going against his old boss. I don't think, but that none of that matters. I like the Lions offense against the Patriots defense. I think they match up extremely well. And that's why I'm going to go Lions, seven point underdogs at home. And I'll probably be taking the money line on this as well. I, I, Zach, I love the lot. I love the over in this game because, um, both defense aren't, aren't, aren't as great as you said, as like you said, but the Lions might be missing Darius Slay, arguably their best defensive player. And, um, and, that well, that will kind of like break down a part of the the Lions defense that they really depend on, and I think that the Patriots will the Patriots are going to be angry after getting their butt hand to them against Jacksonville last week, so I think they'll be very focused, and especially uh, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels going against Matt Patricia, who they've seen, who they know probably backwards and frontwards their defensive game. And so I think that they'll, they'll, they'll be very smart about how to attack the Lions defense, especially with Slay out. And they will, um, I think they will, they'll score some points on the Lions. And I think the Lions can keep up a bit, 
but it'll be it seems like a very like 35 to 28 game yeah i mean i see the patriots running the ball a lot in this game actually the patriots love to adjust their game plan based on the defense's weakness and our weakness is clearly the run defense right now i'm talking about the detroit lions their run defense has been absolutely horrific the first two weeks dead last in the nfl and run defense and it's a trend from last year hasn't been fixed under patricia yet um at, that's another reason why I don't like the over necessarily. I think the run game is going to be effective here. I don't think the Patriots' offense has been that good for that matter. The Adrian Waddle starting to left tackle. He is starting to look slower. And the Lions pass rush six sacks against Jimmy G and that 49ers offensive line. Their offensive line isn't great. I'd say it's mediocre, though. And the Lions definitely exposed that with good coverage as well. So I like the Lions plus seven. I'll be taking your money line. Justin, you like the over of 52 for that Sunday night game. I should also mention two things. An update just came during this broadcast. Tom Brady considered a divorce from Bill Belichick in the offseason, according to a new book on the legendary coach. Justin, have you gotten that sentiment at all that Tom Brady and Bill, Je- Bill Belichick aren't getting along? Not really. It seems kind of silly. It does seem kind of silly. And I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? A divorce. I, this is why I would have to look at more of the article to understand what that means exactly. But it sounds like, you know, like a retire or like demanding that he gets fired, which neither would happen. Well, I maybe retire because he's won everything already. Um, and the second thing I wanted to refer to is I want to give Patricia a nickname. And tell me, what do you think about this one, Dustin? I want to call him the belly. Can we call Patricia the belly? Why? The, the belly? belly? I'm not. I don't know. That's not like his, uh, he's more of like the pencil pusher. Cause he's got like the pencil and he's got the pencil and he's got his laminated, uh, laminated play sheet. So he's like the pencil pusher trying to like write all over the laminated play sheet with his pencil. No, no, we, we can't call him the sure. pencil pusher. So the belly goes two ways. First of all, Matt Patricia, he he does not look great these days. He looks like he does, he never leaves the office, which according to stories from the offseason and stuff like that, he is a guy that will sleep in the office. He'll set up a cot in there and never leave looking at game tape and everything like that. And he does not leave a healthy lifestyle. Uh, and then he's a Bill Belichick uh, disciple. So the belly, it goes two ways. And until the belly is gone... He's the he's the belly to me. I, I'm going to call him the belly. You can call him the pencil pusher, but that's too long of a nickname. I'm sticking with the belly. I love the belly. I'm all about the belly. Um, he's my guy. I, I believe in the belly. I think the belly turns this thing around still. My prediction was 10-6 and six Lions. They had to go 12-4 and four the rest of the way against a very tough schedule. But it's a week-by-week league. So, Justin, we're going to go to the last game, and it's a fascinating No, Zach, we, we skipped it. We skipped one. We uh we skipped Chargers Chargers Rams. Oh my goodness! Uh, re- yeah, tell me the line on that one then. My bad. Uh, it is um Rams minus seven. They are playing at home in the Coliseum. So and the over under is forty eight. Forty eight. Forty eight. Yeah. So what do you like in that one? I was thinking about it, and I think I like the Rams. They uh. 
I think that their defense can uh, can shut down the uh, the Chargers offense, even though Chargers off Chargers offense is pretty good and can move the ball down the field. But I think their passing their passing defense can can keep uh, can keep containment against the uh, Chargers and the Rams offense is just, is just too good. And uh, Joey Bosa is still hurt, so the pass rush is definitely taking a hurt. It's definitely still uh, still not at its peak, but um. So I think the Rams at home against hopefully a, hopefully a more energetic crowd than has been in the past. Um, I think that they will. Uh, I think that they will win by by ten. The battle for LA. <laughs> it's a one-way battle, at least for the Rams. It seems are clearly winning that because no nobody goes to a Chargers game in LA. They played that StubHub Arena mm-hmm. stadium, the soccer stadium out in LA, and yeah. it's it's. It's kind of sad, to be quite honest. People in California, it's the most populous state. Go to your team's games. It's unbelievable. I like the over here. The Chargers offense, very good. The Rams offense, very good. Both have decent defenses. The Chargers defense is proving not to be as formidable as we thought. Maybe they really do miss Joey Bosa that much. The Rams defense is very good. And they shut out the Cardinals last week. I like the Chargers to score 20 points here. But like you said, Rams win by 10. I like that as well. I see like a 31-20 score. But I like the over more than the Rams covering minus 7. Because I think the Chargers could make this game kind of close towards the end. And with that risk, I like the over better. All right. Now we're going to move on to Monday Night Football, the last game of the week. And it's one of my more favorite ones. The Steelers are in turmoil with Le'Veon Bell and now Antonio Brown missing practice. Just inexplicably, apparently. He talked about a trade during the day and then didn't show up during practice. Um, kind of mind-boggling what's going on there. And then Fitzmagic, baby! Fitzmagic. Ryan Fitzmagic. Four touchdowns in two straight games. An insane amount of yards. Last game, two 75-yard touchdowns. One to a tight end. And then one to Deshaun Jackson again. The Bucks are one-point favorites at home. 53-and-a-half is the over-under, Dustin. And I love the Bucks. This is more of a I'm riding with a good story type thing. I want Ryan Fitzpatrick to win that starting job. And I think it's a lot more fun for everybody if this Bucks good feel-good feel story keeps rolling. I totally agree, Zach. Um, this morning I saw I, after the I saw the um, Antonio Brown story. I I, uh, I went to uh, I went to uh, I went online and immediately bet the uh, the Buccaneers uh, money line, which is even. And uh, and I'm just all I think the Buccaneers are I think the Bucks are going to be all swept up in Fitz magic, and the Buccaneer that home crowd is going to be fired up like no other for this for this game. And the Steelers look like they're just falling apart. So even though they have a good offense. Um, I think the Buccaneers will be able to keep him in check because uh, Ben Roethlisberger hasn't looked as, looked as great, missing a lot of missing throws that he usually he's usually made in the last two or three years. But I think that the Buccaneers are more, are are trending upwards, and I think they're going to win. All right, so we're both riding the Fitzmagic train, the the Magic School Bus, if you will. I hope that place is fired up. That place hasn't been fired up in a while. They're waiting for something like this to happen. 
Um, and I got I love the post game outfit too, Justin. I I love it. The Conor McGregor look. Um, what did you equate it to? You sent me a text, uh, a tweet actually. You sent me. Uh, um, he looked like Andy Circus from Black Panther, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's the name of that metal in Avengers? Um, vibranium. vibranium. That's the one. Yeah, it looks like he's ready to smuggle some vibranium. <laughs> um, I like it a lot, Justin. Uh, you had mentioned. I can't remember off the top of my head which one you mentioned you liked in a teaser, but my teaser of the week. Um, the Eagles minus six and a half. This is a seven point teaser. When I go to three teams, I like to put them in seven point teasers. So Eagles minus six and a half chiefs minus seven and the Falcons minus three. Those are my three favorite. I want to put in a teaser. So that means the Eagles become half a point underdogs, the chiefs, even money, even spread and the Falcons plus four. When you do that tease. And usually the odds around that are about like minus 110 or so. So it's basically an even bet that all three of those cover. And I love all three of those games. So that is my teaser of the week. Justin, do you have a teaser of the week? I really like the uh, the Packers. So they'll be teased down to plus four on the road against the Redskins. I think they'll win. I um, I really like the uh, I really like the Texans at home to make that a pick 'em. And uh, I really like the uh, the the Bears minus minus six that make that uh, a pick 'em too. And I think that the Bears will win easily at home against the Cardinals. And um, on the road at, in Arizona against the Cardinals, I should say. And uh, I think that'll be my teaser. So Bears, Packers, and uh, and uh, and Colts. I gotta say, or, or not Colts, uh, Texans. Oh wow! Okay. Um, interesting. The Texans kind of scare me based on how they looked against the Titans, and then the Cardinals. That defense is still very good. And they are prone to getting turnovers. And I can see Trubisky throwing two picks, one for a pick six, and keeping the Cardinals in that game. That's why I would avoid that one personally. But I like it. So we'll have to see. Um, we both hit on our teaser of the week last week. So we'll see if we can do it this week. Justin, do you have any last thoughts going into this week? I think the, uh, the Monday night game is going to be very, very intriguing. And I could definitely tell that uh, where where the uh, where the season is going to go for the Steelers, and if they can even put the cobble together something to uh, to like put their season back on track. Because if the Bengals happen to win, happen to pull out a win on the road, and the Steelers lose, then it'll be very hard for the Steelers to come back and win the division uh, um, with where the momentum of the season is going. Yep. So we have to like beg on their hands and knees for Le- Le- Van Bell to come back, and they're not. And the pitch, the Steelers team, the Steelers team is not too happy about Le- Van Bell holding out here. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, and I'm very excited about that Rams Chargers game. I mean, those are two of the more heavily picked favorites to go to a Super Bowl, possibly even this year. So that'll be very interesting mm-hmm. to see what happens there. And then that Steelers-Bucks game is going to be a lot of fun. But I think the Patriots-Lions will actually be a lot of fun, too. I think that game's going to be pretty close, uh, closer than people think. Hence, be picking the Lions. Justin, 
It's week three of the NFL. We made all our picks. And I'm very excited for another great weekend of football. And a Thursday night game that'll... <laughs> it could be a complete dud. The Jets at the Browns. We'll see. But Justin, mm-hmm. thank you very much for joining. And to everybody out there, happy gambling.